0: Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Cued Up.
1: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. I'm your host, Greg Deeds, and with me always is Josh Fisher. How you doing, buddy?
2: Uh, fucking alive! Uh, almost, <laughs> you know, I'm happy to be alive. There was some shit that went down a couple days ago. We'll get into that in a minute.
1: Yeah, um, uh, well, we also have a special guest with us today. Uh, Nick Brammer from uh, the, the, the podcast you two do together that I can't remember the name of. Suddenly, this is what we were Master talking about. Masterpiece, shit
0: piece theater, all <laughs> yeah. class. What <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's, my, it's, my, it's a class. All right. yeah. <laughs> well, how are you doing tonight? Neil? Doing great, man. Doing great.
1: Good, good, good. Um. Well, before Josh gets into what happened, uh, for anyone that's curious, what we're going to be talking about today is the uh, show Dracula, which you can find on Netflix. It's like three episodes. I would argue it's three movies. Um, yeah. And the uh, short animated uh, anime, Nino based off the game series. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you're new to the podcast, what we do here is we talk about two shows in their entirety, from an internet streaming platform like Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh, YouTube Premium. Uh, give our thoughts and impressions and give a grade at the end. Um, welcome if this is your first one. Uh, we hope you stick around for ones in the future. Um, but uh, before we get into Nino Cooney, which will be our first thing that we're going to talk about, Josh, uh, you want to talk about what happened this weekend?
2: Or this well, weekend? the neighbors. Um kind of burn their fucking house down. Like, is this
1: next door neighbor or?
2: Like literally just over a hundred feet away, sharing the same like driveway neighbor. Yes. The tree line touches our place. Same tree line touches their place. It's miraculous that the tree line did not catch fire and start moving down. Because by the time we even knew it was on fire, the fire department was pulling into the driveway.
0: Jesus, dude.
2: Misty was working cause she works from home. She was in her office. So the only window in her office faces the backside of our place. Well, I was actually lying down, taking a nap, um, on the couch and, you know, I wasn't paying attention. Our daughter, she's in her room. Her window is on the end of the house. So she couldn't see anything. I would have been the only one that would have been able to see anything through a window. So all of a sudden she hears a few pops and crackles and the power flickered a couple of times. And she comes to the window and she looks out. She's like the neighbor's house is on fucking fire. I was like, what? So we open up the front door and look and just, flames were way over top of the roof of the place. Like it's hitting the bottom of the power lines and the transformer on the power pole. And that was what was sparking and making the power flicker and the fire trucks, you know, the sirens, we were hearing them. There was one in the driveway and there were more on the way along with a few police cars and an ambulance. We didn't know if the people were home or if they were inside or outside for a while, but We didn't know if we were going to have to leave or not. Misty, of course, her and Madison both start panicking. Um, They're freaking out. And I'm just like, stay calm. No need to panic yet. Panic when there is a reason to panic. Right now, they're there. They're getting ready to do their job to contain it and extinguish it. You're not getting out of the driveway. They've got three fucking fire trucks in the driveway at this point we're not going anywhere unless they tell us to go anywhere. Then they'll have to move. But that point's not here. Settle down. And then they started thinking, Oh God, they got brand new puppies. They got little cute, adorable puppies. And you know, the front, the, the one dog they keep on the front porch and Misty started thinking about the pets. Well, eventually we see the family and their pets. They're all safe in the front yard and everything. Um, they were not cooking meth, even though I live in, a capital meth county of uh, meth cookery. They were not cooking meth because I would have smelled meth cooking. I just smelled smoke from a burning building, you know, a standard burning building smoke smell. So they weren't cooking meth. Now, however, maybe some of their meth did catch fire. I don't know, but <laughs> no, in all seriousness, it was a terrible thing to happen, but I do know for a fact they do do, drugs and i hate that they lost their home but i'm also like there's a part of me it's like all right here's hoping that we don't get shady characters coming in and out of all hours in the night at the mouth of the driveway anymore uh madison one day she was riding the bus home from school and the guy that lives there this kid that's madison's age it lives next door to my mom he looks over. He says, oh, I know that guy. That's my dad's drug dealer. Just real fucking loud. Wow. And I'm like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: That reminds me of a story from a long ass time ago when I was younger. My my friend Brian's wife, Amber, were like at a store or something. It's like two in the morning. Not too far from us, like maybe 50 feet. There's a drug deal happening. And Brian and I, are, we've noticed it. Brian says, ah, don't turn around, there's a drug deal going on. She loudly turns around, just like, where? Where's their drug dealer happening? What's going on? <laughs> <Just> like, <"Fuck laughs> me. We're about to get, uh, this is it, we die here. This is where we die, just FYI.
0: Oh, God. Oh, man. Did I tell you about the time I had to fire a guy that worked for me at Bojangles for selling crack out of the drive through window? <sighs> I have heard this story, but Greg
2: and the rest of our listeners probably have not.
0: I w- was a youngin' and I was a manager at the Bojangles. And now that's when you
2: were living in Virginia at the time, right?
0: Yeah, I lived in, it was in Christiansburg, Virginia. And so this dude, whenever he worked the drive-thru, we were fucking bumping. Hmm. There was there was no reason for it i mean i didn't know what the hell was going on and then i put on the other headset and started listening and people were coming in and ordering a number 11 combo well at the time there was no number 11 combo at bojangles so i fucking Hmm. watch and this guy is ringing them up for whatever food they want at the window and then slipping them fucking crack in a fucking baggie through the goddamn window wow so yeah i had to fire his ass
1: yeah no doubt uh for any of our uh west coast listeners um bojangles is an east coast uh fast food joint chicken fast food joint chicken and biscuits uh,
2: specifically they do the best
1: i i can say this as a californian who's been to the the west coast and had bojangles they do the best fast food biscuit period
0: sure yeah Like There's I wish we had go Jingles
1: over here.
0: The sweet ones. Oh yeah. Like the yeah. blueberry and the cinnamon, them shits are good.
1: I don't think I've ever actually tried that.
0: Yeah, they yeah, they have uh in the mornings and shit they make those and they'll make them on command too. Oh my god. Well, yeah, if I ever get good back good over
1: shit. there, I'll have to get that shot. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Anyway, uh what do we get into uh Nino Kuni here?
2: Nino Cooney.
1: So Nick hasn't seen it, but that's fine. (laughs)
2: Because
1: I'd argue, uh, uh, we'll we'll see. I don't want want to give away my opinion on it yet, but I think I just did. Um,
2: Josh, I know that. It's not for you.
1: Oh my god! Why don't you give a synopsis? Not that it fucking matters.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, uh, it centers on two childhood friends, three really. Uh, they're all a high school age, like 16 years old, uh, as most anime seems to be, you know. Uh, but U-Y-U, uh, short for Yusuke, and Haru, H-A-R-U, they are basically uh, transported to another world. Is <laughs> the easiest way to describe it. Uh, when they are in danger and trying to rescue Haru's girlfriend and use like really, really good friend that he secretly has a crush on Katana Kotona, However you want to say it spelled K O T O N A. Um, she gets stabbed by a mysterious being. And then when a bus is bearing down on them, when Haru is trying to rush her to a hospital, um, they all get transported to a magical world and it's very uh, odd after that. That's the easiest way to sum it up, (laughs) which I know it doesn't sound all that appealing, but if you have played the video game series, the video games are done much better than the anime because they have a lot more time to tell the story. Nino Kuni basically translates into uh, a second country or world of two.
1: My biggest issue with this anime is that it does nothing different than most like classic animes.
2: It really doesn't. It oh, high r- school, really doesn't.
1: High, high school kids that get sent to another world on accident, and they, but they remember their other world and their and their fish-out-of-water situation. Oh, their friend is actually part of that world, and they have to figure out how to get back. Oh, they can go back and forth. Oh, this is the same shit I've seen before. Oh, the one kid's disabled, and he's not in the fantasy world, and he loves being there. <laughs>
2: That was Greg Miming splooging. I could tell that. Um, I
1: have I have seen a lot of anime in my day. A lot of anime. Some creative yeah. ones, some not creative ones. This one is this on one, par with like watching a romantic comedy that Lifetime made. It oh is God. Just, it hits every fucking trope it possibly can.
2: It's very paint by numbers and delivers nothing new. Now, uh, the video game series, while they do have these tropes uh, in each of the games in some fashion, not all of them necessarily, they do, however, spend have a lot more than 90 to 95 minutes to fill their story and give you something more to chew on rather than what you got with this.:
1: I think Nino Cooney's world absolutely has enough material. To make a better film,
2: straight absolutely,
1: uh, maybe don't have it be about kids in, in the real world. First off, just uh, it take place in Nunukuni, or whatever the hell that place is called. I don't know what the land is called in Ninukuni. I I don't understand the necessity for this movie. It doesn't do anything. You don't spend enough time in the in the fantasy realm to enjoy it, because every time no. you do, the characters they talk to talk like 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 Shakespearean actors. It's like what for what like everything a lot of
2: british and scottish accents
1: it's it was not even the accents that bothered me it's just like we are nobles and we talk like nobles ah fuck you peasant it's like okay cool man like what what the hell and then like there's oh there's the rogue characters that hang out in the bar and they show up at the fight and, and i'm like oh lord in heaven this is bad like the animation quality is really good. I will give the movie that it the looks. The animation
2: gorgeous. is beautiful.
1: Story, like the went to that, not the writers.
2: <laughs> yeah, the story was. I mean, the main villain. It was immediately recognizable the first time he shows up on the screen. Just 100%. the way he was animated. It's like, oh, okay, that's there's your antagonist, and you're going to go ahead and give him those. Fucking expressions on his face right now. Are you to make it even easier for a three-year-old to pick up on and say, "That's the bad guy."
1: I was like, "Oh, he conveniently cannot take the sword out." Got it. Uh huh. Oh, but you can. Okay. Uh huh. Oh, his name is you because you want to make sure that it's like as if it was an RPG, and that's the that's the player. That's why you gave him that name. Huh? You. Okay. I'm gonna go to sleep now. Thanks, anime. Appreciate it. I was I'm dogging hard on this anime because I I
2: Well, it's weak It's weak It doesn't offer anything new It's very paint by the numbers And it doesn't live up To the video game series at all Uh, The video game series Has been one that Has reached critical And fan acclaim since its inception And Wrath of the White Witch Which is the second game is beloved and held up as one of the best RPGs of this past generation.
1: They're going to from what I heard they're making a new one for like modern gen consoles. And I don't know I don't know what it's gonna be about or anything. I, I just know that like if you want to get any new Goonie, don't watch this anime. Straight up. It does. Yeah, it's
2: it's it's not going to give you anything new. I mean, the uh, one thing that the games do that this one does are uh, the world that they go to, you know, it's, it's called second country or world of two for a reason, because they're sharing like gateways to the real world, I guess. Uh, I know wrath of the white witch. It was, uh, very like 19, 50s or 60s era leave it to beaver kind of world with the characters that it dealt with that went over but they didn't go back and forth a whole lot like in this anime they literally went back and forth three or four times oh we're back in the real world that dream was so weird you know it's not a dream come on now it's it's
1: it's it's not even just that that irritates me it's like they mentioned a fucking sword early on, and I'm like, okay, so... The, so the That's gonna be the,
2: the hero's sword, it. yeah.
1: Uh-huh, and then... and then uh, They're fighting the final boss because you is magically brought back to life or whatever, and I'm just like, okay. And then, uh... Because the old man that was in the beginning, I was just like, dude, so... my god, dude. Like, Yeah,
2: there's the day ex-machina, the old man with the fucking cane. Yeah. Ugh.
1: Like I said, dude, I... I I really wanted to give this a chance. I was like, you know what? I like anime. I I know that you I know that that is a I'm, beloved video game series, so I definitely want to see this.
2: I'm and a know, big fan of the game series. Yeah, I was I'm looking like, forward yeah. to this. I was utterly so is it like an RP- dis- Sorry. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say I was utterly fucking disappointed that was all.
0: So is it an RPG series or what's up?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, it's an RPG. Yeah,
2: series. it's it's a Japanese RPG series that's animated in a hand-drawn animation style by Studio Ghibli. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. Beautiful art. Absolutely beautiful art. Solid voice acting. Very good voice acting. Uh. You know they got some of the better of the uh, regulars of the anime voice acting world. Um. But, man, such a letdown on the story. Uh, it's just, yeah.
1: It's it's it's.
2: Yeah. Um. Well, why don't we
1: give our final thoughts and and I give it a grade. I'll,
2: I'll I'll go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a D plus. Uh, I really wanted to love it. It didn't give me anything new. It didn't give me anything that I could get far better from the video games. It gave me a very paint by the numbers, but beautifully fucking animated and well voice acted mediocre subpar story so d plus uh, i i wish i could say differently but i just can't
1: uh we are striking very badly um with our batting average for anime on netflix
2: we uh, really are
1: like it's at the point where we just shouldn't watch anime on netflix anymore um yeah i'm i'm going with a d uh not even a d plus like sure d i i was so absolutely bored by this anime that I started looking at shit on my phone because I just couldn't, I just couldn't watch it anymore. It was Dude, so I bad. was
2: like, too. I was too. I and I don't everything. fucking do that.
1: Right. It's, it's that boring. Um, I, yeah, the, the, the voice actors did the best they could. They, they're not bad, but you know, I think, I think the dialogue is so awful that, you know, you can only go so far with that. Um, the, uh, yeah, it's 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 a story like an anime or a movie or a TV show is is really only as good as a story, and unfortunately, like this just doesn't hit any of those marks. I think if um, if uh, I think if there was a better a better situation where maybe we, like I said, we we got into that world and we stayed there, um, and that it was revealed at some point maybe that this is the actual real world and that what they were in before um, was a dream or, or something to that effect. Like that have been kind of cool maybe, but I, there was, I, and that's the thing. It's like, when I think about this story, I go, what, how could you save it? You can't, you just can't, there's no point in it where you can go a different direction. They had to do this direction because they started to paint by numbers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most unfortunate part because there's so many things you could take from this world that, would make for a better movie, but uh,
2: well, they've um, abs- they've proven they can make a great video game, but movie is not their forte.
1: If honestly, if you're looking for an anime that has a situation where it's like uh, a character gets transported to another world, um, there's a few recommendations. There's one called the uh, it's called Shield Hero. There's a it's like the something of Shield Hero, but Shield Hero is most known, most known for. Uh, General idea: boy gets sent to a, a fantasy world where. Um, four heroes from different places are brought together and they each have a weapon, a spear, a bow, a sword and a shield. Uh, shield hero is universally hated, so he has to deal with that. Um, but what makes it interesting is that he has the, you know, all the memories of being in the real world, but he can never go back. And um, uh, it, he gets to the, the heroes that I just mentioned, they get to level up via like an RPG but nobody else can really see their screen, quote-unquote. Um, there's a lot of rad stuff about it. Or, I don't know, um, Sword Art Online. Similar situation. You get to go back and forth between the real world because the Sword Art Online is a... Is a is an it's MMO. a
2: virtual reality game, essentially, an MMO. Yeah. Very uh, similar to Ready Player One.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. uh, except without all the uh, 80s nostalgia. Uh, yeah. There's another one called Overlord that's hilarious because instead of having the the character that gets transported to another world be uh, weak or small, um, uh, it's a uh, he's like literally the most powerful thing in that world. Uh, Hence Overlord. Or if you want the the you know really funny one that has to do with somebody dying in the real world and then get teleported to this to a fantasy world. uh, I think it's called, like, uh, That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, is the full title of the anime. <laughs> uh, and, and it's basically like a guy dies, he gets teleported to this fantasy world where he's like a slime from Dragon Quest. So, like, the lowest level weakling. Fucking a- awesome. It's hilarious. Those are all miles better than this anime, than this movie. So. Uh, anyway, shall we move on to Dracula?
2: <laughs> uh, I think I think we should. I think we uh beat that horse long <laughs> enough.
0: All right. Um, sounds like a, a disaster.
2: It's it very very disappointing. I had high hopes, and you know, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I didn't even sniff get a whiff of what they were trying to do.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not fun. Um. Well if you haven't uh, heard about it, there's a, uh, I think it's a British made show. On it was, it, it was, was a BBC. joint
2: production with the BBC and Netflix.
1: There you go. Um, I had a feeling it was all British considering the actors, but, uh, well, I guess if you want to give a synopsis to this, Josh, but I mean, it's Dracula. So,
2: well, I mean, it's, it's a modern day. Well, not a modern day, but it's the latest, uh series because it does classify as a series in Britain uh based on the original Bram Stoker novel. Uh it was released on BBC One and Netflix, like is broadcast on BBC One uh one episode a night and then the very next day all three were dumped on the Netflix. Um have either of you ever read the novel? Not Bram yes. Stoker's Dracula. Okay. Now, what this series did that I think did very well, the original Dracula novel, Greg, and for people that may not know, wasn't written so much as a novel, but it's told in a series of letters from the viewpoints of the characters, such as Jonathan Harker and uh, Mina Murray and uh, the other characters that you see on the ship. Uh, so it was very well done in that regard. But this, the the third episode, well, you know, they made some significant changes. Uh, Right. You know, there were some liberties taken, like the sister Agatha Van Helsing character, right? Right. uh, Was, yeah. But
1: well, because that's the thing is, I've watched, I've watched both the like black and white movie and then the one with uh,
2: Gary Gary Oldman.
1: uh, Oldman, yeah. So, like, I know from that much. And then of mm-hmm. course I looked up information on, on the internet when I was watching this, like, is this close to the to the to the original book? And and it was like, not necessarily, but kind of. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's honestly, at least up until the third part, the most accurate and faithful retelling of the original novel I think you can yeah, get.
1: That's what people were yeah. saying.
2: Um but this was done by Mark Gaddis and Stephen Moffat of uh, Sherlock uh, collaboration fame and Moffat, of course, being the showrunner on Doctor Who for uh first the Matt five? Smith, Matt. Well, no, not the first five. Uh, after Davies, Davies did like the Eccleston oh, season yeah. and two of Tennant.
1: Okay. Okay. And
2: I think Moffat took over the last Tennant, and then Olive Smith. Well, Moffat.
1: I know that Moffat was there. Like yeah, he was the writer,
2: there as a writer. writer. He wasn't the showrunner.
1: Right, 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 right. Oh, um, I I like this. It was entertaining. It caught my, you know, it kept my interest for what five hours, four hours.
2: Uh, and- it's about ninety minutes per episode, so about four and a half, almost five hours.
0: No. Yeah.
1: It kept my interest. I enjoyed it. Would I ever watch it again? Nah, not even a little bit. Um I really enjoyed uh, not not going to lie, kind of surprised by that twist at the end of episode 2. I was like, "Oh, that's actually really cool. I like that idea yeah. like how would he how would a Victorian era man deal with this?" But it's not just a man, you know, it's Dracula. So, um can we spoil it? Or are we trying to keep spoilers away? I mean,
2: it's a, the novel itself is a couple hundred years old. I think it's okay to spoil it.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm talking about, because I don't know. the the Him on
2: the beach at the end of the fucking episode two.
1: Yeah. Like I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting the show to transition into modern day. I was not, not expecting that at all.
2: That I didn't expect that either. That shot was very much shot for shot the one ending of the Sherlock episode where they trapped Moriarty on the beach.
1: Yeah, it was. I didn't even think about that.
2: It was like, Holy shit. (laughs) That's when it shifted from this whole Victorian era thing to, uh, I I just heard the Sherlock music kicking in my head. I was like, where's Benedict Cumbersnatch?
1: Sounds like a garbage mail kid.
2: Um,
1: yeah, I, I I I thought it was fun. Like I was like, oh, this is a really interesting take. Like and that's the thing I like about Dracula is that he's not necessarily a bad guy. He's just like Helsing tells him, oh, like he's a beast, and he reacts like a beast. Um, so he's only doing what he knows how to do. I was just like, oh, that's really fucking cool. Like, because we see so many vampire stories that have to do with a vampire befriending humans, being a good guy, all this kind of stuff. Or straight up being like a full-on villain. But this was a more complicated Dracula. And I was like, this is neat. I enjoy this. Like, I'm a, I'm a boat. He's a straight-up bad guy. But that third part, uh, he was less of a
2: bad guy.
0: Uh, a man, huge... Nick,
2: go, I was oh, going to say, what's your
0: take on it, man? Go ahead. <clears throat> I'm a huge universal hammer horror fan um i like the nods in the first two episodes to both universal and hammer um you can tell mark mark gaddis took some care you know i think you can see his excuse me his uh fingerprints all over this Uh, especially since he did that three-part uh history of horror series i believe that was for the bbc um I think that it was like the, sec- the second episode taking place on the boat was really cool, I thought, because mm-hmm. you don't get that much of that in any other adaptation. They usually right. use that as, you know, just a really quick transition, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the Francis Ford Coppola one, you know, it was just like some voiceover and the ship crashing and stuff. So, I thought, it, like, in the whole, like, murder mystery part and who was in the cabin, you know, I, I thought that was really well done. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I really liked the actor they got to play Dracula. I thought that oh, was yeah. a really good choice. Um, usually, you know, you either get, you know, somebody, you know, that, is aping someone else. And I thought, I thought that he made the role his own.
2: Yeah. I agree, I agree man. I agree. And I, I really like how they did this thing where for him to adapt to a new language, he just simply had to eat someone oh, I that love spoke that. that
0: language.
1: I love the line of like, I can't wait to eat an atheist. I was like, Oh, shit.
0: oh yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, I even enjoyed the third episode um I thought mm-hmm. I thought it was the, I thought it was really interesting um I'm thinking even with the end oh and the other thing the end of this the homage to the first uh, horror of Dracula from hammer with uh, her running and tearing down the curtain mm-hmm. that was the complete end of horror of Dracula and I like I even like the twist they added in you know for him to to perish i thought that was great
1: yeah i was I, I was actually really happy with that this was like a complete story that there was not there's not going to be a second season or a second series it's it's this is it and i was really happy to see that because it had a very poetic ending
0: yeah but it's dracula dude dracula can come back <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, that's, that's, that's what dracula does
1: I mean, I, yeah, I'm not saying it couldn't, but I, I like that if they never touch this again, that it does feel like a complete story. Um, oh I, yeah, I yeah. would, I would like to explore a little bit more into the idea of like what happened to the people that were, um, like, permanently uh, uh, dead, but like undead, like, because you got to keep this in mind, like the people in Romania. Um, who were in that uh, castle? Of his like they probably were still alive for centuries, right? A century, a century, centuries probably until they uh,
2: until they ran out of something to feed upon. At least,
1: well, didn't he say that it doesn't matter that they're like it doesn't matter until they're like even dust that they're still like there, like their spirit's still in pain.
2: Uh... Don't recall one hundred percent.
1: That's no. what I remember hearing. So I wanted to see like what would happen to any of those people, like once he died. Like, dude, does does his influence and power like drain off? Or <clears throat> I'm just curious about that.
0: That's what you I know. That's what I thought was that you know when he uh, they were like I thought they were talking about you know like if he dies all the vampires he makes he made died.
2: Yeah, kill the master and then the subjects, they're cut off from that source of power. But then at the same time, she, you know, gets the upper hand on him in present day when she's like, you're just a man who's believed for centuries in his own legend and like sunlight can't hurt you. So he really didn't have as much power as people thought. So maybe these people that are cursed with the vampirism?
1: Well, cause I don't think that they're vampires. I don't think that the people that have like what happened to Harker, I don't think <clears throat> that they're, I guess he was turning into a vampire for sure. Hmm. Cause it felt like that, they, like they were kind of saying that what it was, was a poison almost like that. <clears throat> they had the, they had the bite of the, of, of Dracula or the vampire or something like that. And that they, were slowly decaying, and that the only thing that interested them in, in terms of food or whatever was, you know, other human blood. Because whereas Dracula, like, gains youth from eating people, it didn't seem like the people he bit were.
2: Of course, he was also feeding oh. them rats and babies.
0: Oh, that baby. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah, it was some creepy shit.
1: I mean, maybe also the ambiguousness stuff that I'm talking about right now is what makes this show special. So,
0: Yeah. Um, and it's I, cool I, to I, speculate I, about. I also thought with the third episode, they kind of, um, like I said, like in the first two, they gave a lot of shouts to like the Francis Ford Coppola, the uh, Universal and the Hammer. In the third one, it kind of felt like they were shouting out stuff like Dracula 2000 and like mm-hmm. the more modern stuff um and i i just thought it was interesting like this the story was extremely well done and then you have like all these little themes and these little easter eggs for people that are you know fans of horror
1: see what's funny is i i know that i've watched all that stuff but i didn't pick up on any of that like i, yeah. I watched all this stuff but i just my um
2: I liked the vampire hunter team from the original novel that was in the third act. We're all like modern day millennials in this, yeah. <laughs> and and Renfield turns out to be what the attorney lawyer yeah, yeah he's, he's 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 the attorney on retainer because you know oh well you know he's been with our firm for two hundred and some odd years. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I
1: don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Cause I just, thought it was a lot of fun.
0: I thought, and I thought, uh, the, uh, what's her name? Uh, Lucy. I thought that Lucy. was, that was well done. I liked the way they worked her in
2: because in the original novel, she had multiple suitors that were vying for her hand in marriage Right. And in this, you know, they made her you know carefree and uh, just a fr- you know very free spirited individual. Uh, I really dug how they did that. you know a lot of people were kind of turned off by the third episode from what I was reading, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a cool twist.
1: I enjoyed her character a lot just because it kind of showcased that side of vampirism. Like what mm-hmm. would happen if someone was turning into a vampire and got burned in a in a furnace? Like yeah. what? And that was, I was like, and then her brain just didn't want to see her as this burnt.
2: Oh kid. God. That was, that was some good visual effects too. Like
1: yeah. her story was great. In my opinion, I, I, I
2: and then also, and at the end
1: of like, just kiss me. And then he oh, saw so
2: Also, can I just say, um, where's Bob? Bob. Oh, He's in the fridge. What? <laughs> oh, there's the fridge that white box there? Yeah, that's Bob. He's in there. <laughs> and she love, opens it up, and there he is, just folded in half, trying to reach out.
1: Ugh. I love that she goes. She she goes to call the cops, and he's like, he's like, "What are you? Oh, <laughs> telephone. Thanks, Bob."
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, as it, it, it was very cool that not only does he acquire the ability to speak the language, he also acquires knowledge of everything that he needs to know to be up to speed. So it's a very, very cool thing to add to the character because guys, I'm not 100% sure if that's been done before or not.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know for sure, but were you guys not a fan of, ha- of of the transformation scenes like with the wolf and that I thought was, that was badass. Yeah.
0: yeah. I thought that was great.
2: I loved how he transitioned from the wolf back to human form, how he was like basically ripping that wolf
0: wide open and emerging from it. Yeah. It was very, uh, you know, American werewolf in London. Kind of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, it was this. I think the best scenes in the show (gasps) for me were anything, anytime you had, um, and again, this is me not remembering actors' names, but the guy who played Dracula, and then the woman who played both uh, um, Van Helsing Agatha and the Agatha and
2: president.
1: Zoe. Agatha and Zoe, yeah.
2: Clace, yeah, um, or claes I'm not sure how you say his yeah, like, first name. C-L-A-E-S Cles Bang Bang. That's a cool last name. And then her name was Dolly Wells.
1: Okay. The they had some unbelievably intense chemistry whenever they had scenes together. Mm-hmm. Um, like palpable type of chemistry that I just, the, the scene, my, my, one of my favorite scenes is the first time they meet at the, at the uh, nunnery. And he's yeah. like, not allowed in. I was like, do just fucking keep them talking. I could watch a dinner with Andre type thing with those two. I know it would be entertaining.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I thought, go, ahead, oh, go ahead oh sorry i thought it was really interesting how they made her kind of like you know she was a female than helsing but they also added the religious you know part to it i thought that was interesting because you know back then that shit wouldn't have been happening no really. you know yeah because you know the church back then would have been like ah, oh, no you must do godly things and god will save you you know
2: yeah it was blasphemous to even consider a scientific scientific path over the religious path
1: oh you're talking about in the age it took place in versus how like when it was written i thought you're talking about how the how the church would have reacted towards it the day it was written um
0: sorry i meant back down yeah
1: no, I just, I, it's fine. I, I'm the one that misses
0: Cause you said it clearly. My brain was
1: just like, This talk about when it was written. I had to have her. Um, yeah, no, that I, I love that about her, that she, that everything she did was from a scientific angle. And I love that, 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 that curiosity, that scientific curiosity about Dracula transitioned into her, uh, her progeny down the line. Like, that continued to a, you know, giant organization, essentially. Oh, man.
0: See, like, uh, Doctor Who, they just killed killed off Torchwood and Unit and all that shit. I and love so, Torchwood. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that Harker Foundation, that could be interesting in Doctor Who, even though it'll never happen, you know?
1: Yeah. It'd be nice to see, like, the Harker Foundation... Maybe they're like they're all about supernatural shit, yeah, and there's like there's other monsters and stuff they're studying, like they hear about the
2: like a mummy or something like that. dope, yeah Ooh. That was, it's never yeah, if they wanted to do a spin off series and the harker the Harker Foundation is looking into it's like, oh, we've got a mummy. oh, we've got a wolf man, you know all the classic universal you know, slash hammer monsters, yeah, that would yeah. be cool,
0: yeah. I, I, I also love the production value. I mean Yeah. They could have they could have done what so many horror movies now do and go so dark you can't see anything. You know, kind of like right. Game of Thrones, you know, season eight. <laughs> but uh <laughs> they they did they did a really good job of you know using shadow and using light. And it, it it is. I, I think it's visually stunning. I I really enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah. It's very very well shot. Uh,
2: the scene, the atmosphere, everything was just. It felt appropriate. There were things that felt creepy as fuck when it needed to be creepy as fuck. Uh, it's well I done, think, man.
1: Yeah, I think that's a, another aspect that I really like is they didn't go for. Like it's it's a horror setting, but it wasn't scary in the slightest, because they wanted to tell this like overarching story about two people, like two characters' relationship with one another in this horror-based scenario. And I was right. like, that that was a lot more refreshing than like a all of a sudden he's popping out of something to jump scare you. Like that never that doesn't happen in this show because it doesn't need to. Yeah. There is a jump scare in the first episode, but it didn't really affect as a jump scare. <laughs> I don't
2: know yeah, it, it was more, it was a lot more creepy uh, than scary, you know, and th- those are two totally different out. things in my mind. You know, you can be absolutely 100% creepy, but not be scary and insane. the You know, speaking of the that, opposite the practi- applies to that.
1: The practical effects and makeup on this, like, apparently oh, the, fuck
2: yeah, well done.
1: The, yeah, the people yeah. in the basement that were uh, zombified vampiric whatever you want to call them like apparently how a lot of that was not cgi like the sunken in eyes and stuff like that yes but the makeup and stuff was not it was all real i'm just like wow
0: and going back to like scary as as versus creepy i think like the technique is like atmospheric as opposed to gimmicky yeah
2: absolutely yeah and this this series did just that it set the appropriate atmosphere and while there is a little bit of you know there's a little bit of gore it wasn't overly excessive on the gore and the gore was not the uh main thing like ooh, look at what we did here He, he he no this happened in this setting and it just enhanced it to in my opinion yeah
1: yeah um. Well, uh, any final thoughts before we go to grades?
0: Watch it. Enjoy <laughs> the Easter. Watch it. Enjoy the Easter eggs. Uh, I think what uh, Greg said that you know if they could do a spinoff of the Harker Foundation, I think that would be awesome. I I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed this, and like I expected. At the start, at, at the end of the second episode and going into the third, I expected not to enjoy that part, but I thor- I thoroughly did. I mean, I, I, it's just well done all around, and I think it hits. If, if you're a fan of like you know the Dracula mythos, I think that there's something in there for everybody, no matter what incarnation of Dracula you like. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Well, in that in that regard, uh, why don't you go ahead and give a grade then? Uh, and I, maybe your final thoughts, because I mean that felt like final thoughts. So. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I give it an A. I I really do, and I I just I, I think it I think it was really good. I'd love I'd also like to see more horror from Mark Gaddis and Moffat. I think that would work well.
1: Yeah, we would. Um, I, I I I mirror what you said. I'm I'm. There's nothing really to add to it. I think. I think if I were to give this show any kind of gripe, any kind of like meh to it is there are a few scenes with characters that you just don't care about that much. Cause you really want to get back to the stuff with Dracula and, and uh, um, what's Lucy's, her name?
2: Lucy's friend. Yeah. Lucy's like that stuff, blonde that's blonde friend. Like I didn't give a shit about anything. Yeah. Like that agree. kind of
1: stuff that, that kind of stuff, but it's so far few between that. It doesn't really lose your interest too much. Um, and they get back to the, to the stuff that you care about very quickly. So I think that's why I'm going with an a and not an a plus is just, cause there's a couple things that aren't like, yay. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, 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 like Nick said, watch it. Definitely check it out. It's worth your time. Josh.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, it's really well done, and I love the team of Moffat and Gaddis when they collaborate and work on things like Sherlock. Love it. Really enjoyed this. You know, there was a lot of things that Moffat did on Doctor Who I wasn't a big fan of, but to me, I think in these instances, I think Gaddis has more to do, more hands-on than Moffat is, but this man, this was... I really liked the twist and putting the third part in the modern day, even though that was probably my least favorite episode. It was still a good fucking episode. I didn't hate it. Um, yeah. There were things I was like, oh, I would have done it a little bit differently, but you know, I think, I think if not, we spent
1: a little bit more time, like with Dracula transitioning into the 21st century.
2: Yeah, I think I fun. think that could have benefited from that. Absolutely. A little more Dracula coming up to speed because that was really delightful in the house with the lady and Bob in the fridge. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I really like seeing that. Um, but, yeah, man, beautifully shot, well-scored, uh, great effects, fun fucking take on an old ass story, lots of little Easter eggs and nods to the classics. And, you know, if you're a fan of Dracula, you're probably going to be a fan of this, you know, and just keep in mind going into that third episode, you know, that it is going to be modern day, but it really does still stay true to the tone of the final act in the book.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I want to throw this out there like hey, BBC and Netflix, oh. please please give these guys like other horror things. Straight up. Yeah. We we know what they can do. And if it's even kind of in the same tone as this, it'll be super fucking fun. So please like let them have other things like this. Um well, I think that's going to be a guy. the hip hip I think that's going to be it for us guys. I don't know why my brain decided to turn into marshmallows there for a second um next mm, next week Josh and I'll be back with, <laughs> next week Josh and I will be back with another episode of, of uh, uninhibited um where uh I will likely say something stupid again like the story from last week that Josh is a giant fan of yeah <sighs> I can't believe I told that story on the podcast
2: dude I'm so happy you told that story on the podcast and then proceeded to tell the other story that Happened afterwards. Oh! <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, if you haven't listened to that episode, I tell a very uh, uh, traumatizing story from my childhood that is uh, incredibly funny.
2: Um, traumatizing for who? Her, me? Well, a yeah, bit? yeah. I'm, I'm, st- I'm, I'm still. I put that call out there. If your name is Jolene and this story happened to you with a person named Greg back in the mid '90s. In California, and you had to move to Arizona, please hit me up. I want you on the fucking show.
1: Nick, every, every episode is going to end with Josh doing this now. Just-
2: <sighs> until- Jolene. Jolene. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that, please. <laughs> oh, I hate that fucking song so much.
1: Oh, boy, that's funny. Um, Yeah, I don't know what we're doing for next week on, on Uninhibited, but uh, I'm- we usually getting- never
2: do until about a half an hour before.
1: Yeah, it's, it's always a good time um uh next the, the next next week the next the next things that we're gonna review
2: for the um, February 7th review episode
1: yes, is uh a, a series starring Katie Sackoff from uh I remember her as uh, uh, Starbuck from the Battlestar Galactica remake, which I fucking love to death um Nick, have you seen that? The 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 one that came out like ten years ago,
0: give or take. I never watched it. Oh my god! I it, never. I was never a Balzac Galactica fan as a kid, so it didn't like hit anywhere for me. But I've heard it's great.
1: Yeah, like it. It, it takes a completely different tone than the uh, original show. It's like as it, it's if they took the original Star Trek series, and then Next Generation was a hell of a lot darker. Yeah. But it was just Next gen- <clears throat> next Generation wasn't Next Generation. It was like a story about Kirk, but it was way darker. Um, it's kind of what it is. That's not an exact proper way to say that. It's just, it's good. It's one of my favorite shows. Um, but she's in a new sci-fi show on Netflix called Another Life that I've heard a few good things about, but I don't know. So we're going to watch that, which is only 10 episodes. And then uh, because it's the only show... Only movie that we haven't watched that's
2: on Netflix that's nominated for an Oscar,
1: I think, because um, I think it's just Marriage Story and The Irishman.
2: I think so, and we already covered The Irishman.
1: Right, so we're gonna cover uh, Marriage Story. Um, we might not like it, we might like it. I don't know. We'll see.
2: But, uh, but hey, it's got Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, and I yes. uh, really dig both of the both of their bodies of work. So.
1: Yeah, it's 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 nominated for an Oscar for a reason. Um, even though the Oscars, for the most part, are bullshit.
2: Um, oh, they're absolutely one hundred percent bullshit. But you know, that's a story for a different day.
1: I think the 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 good that that the Oscars brings is that it gets everyone's attention to films they might not have watched.
2: So, this like is true.
1: Slumdog Millionaire, I would have never watched it had it not been nominated. I want to see Parasite. Like, it's nobody's fucking business. And the second that it was nominated, I was like, holy shit, a fucking Korean foreign film gets nominated for Best Picture? Like, I they, have to fucking see this movie.
0: They just released a black and white version of it.
1: Jesus. Ooh, I need to see this movie.
0: That sounds playing. interesting. I haven't seen the movie, but I was coming through news for our show and saw that.
1: I'm ready to spend the $15 on Amazon Prime, just to, just to watch it. Like, it, I'll own it on Amazon Prime forever, but I, I just... I. Let me see this movie. Cause there's no theater around me that's playing it. Like, do I want to drive to San Francisco, which is two hours away? No, so it's not happening. Anywho, um, so yeah, marriage Story. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for right now, guys. Um, I'm really glad we got to watch Dracula. That was a that was a treat because Nunakuni was not.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we can't always have uh winners in an episode. At least we, can- we didn't have two losers.
1: That's true. But also I'd like to point out that we just can't have a winner when we watch anime. Like sure.
2: We've not proven to yet. I mean like the, the closest open- thing the closest thing I guess would be the Dragon Prince.
1: Uh maybe that but that's like American anime.
2: Yeah that's true. But we didn't um, that. Castlevania.
1: That's still American anime.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're talking like strictly Japanese anime. Now, Castlevania is just bad fucking ass. Hell yes.
1: Um, I was going to say that the one thing, I think the closest thing that comes from Japan that was dubbed and put on Netflix that we watched is Agorsuko, because I loved it and you didn't. I think that's the yeah. closest we got to like something that had a good score on the show. Um, Because God knows the most popular one that we watched, so we both could not stand, and that was uh, Devil, Devil May Cry,
2: baby. baby. I was like, that's yeah. so
1: good. It's so well written and it has all this stuff. And I'm just like, do you also like emo ass anime that doesn't make any fucking sense? It makes plenty of sense. It's poetic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's hey.
2: not, I don't want to have nightmares tonight. Greg, don't do this to me. <laughs> <Please>. uh, <laughs> Let me think of devil man cry baby again. Ugh.
1: Awful. Anywho, I always say that every time I'm trying to move on. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that we need to bring up. Uh, uh, I guess we could just do the uh, the link dump. Uh, why don't we start with uh, Nick here? Um, what we like to do is just kind of throw out our, our social media stuff right. and then where people can follow
0: us at. Find me on Facebook at Nick Brammer, Twitter Brammer underscore Nick, and Instagram at Masterpiece underscore Shitpiece. And every Friday night, doing a show with Josh called Masterpiece to Piece Theater on the Rumble Collector's YouTube channel on YouTube. Nope. Um, right, yeah, it's your
1: turn, Josh.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know. I was okay. going to say, before I get into where I'm at, be sure to hit those links underneath the description of the episode below where you can join the discord server for all queued up, where you can go and order yourself some swanky fucking all queued up merchandise. Uh, You can follow the official Facebook page for uh, official announcements and updates from us, Uh, or you can join the discussions group where we say every fucking episode we're going to be more active in, and we've yet to do something about that because we're terrible garbage humans. Uh, but we are active on Twitter and Instagram, so definitely follow us there. As for me, my regular name on Facebook—it's a public profile. Hit me up, give me it—you know, chat with me. Okay. I, I like talking to new people. Uh, my Twitter and Instagram handles are linked to that profile, and as for places you can catch me on podcasts, other than here and on MPSP Theater, every Friday night around 9 p.m. Eastern on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel with my friend Nick and our friends uh, Sam, Rob, and Russ the Moist. I mean, Russ the Muss. Um, <clears throat> Uh you can also catch me every other Wednesday around nine at 9.30 30 p.m. on the same channel, Realm of Collectors, on YouTube, on a show called Figabanging, where we review a figure live on the air, usually a transformer, and act like 12-year-olds and it's fun. Now that's me. What about you, Greg?
1: Uh search any social media account, uh Rock Geek, and you'll find me. Um I uh I was thinking about doing short form like reviews on on TikTok but I I so doubt that'll that'll pick up. Like they do a whole minute you can do a whole minute recording and I feel like I can do a review of something in a minute. Um so maybe I'll start doing that like while I'm out working or something like that and we'll see how that goes but if that's something you're interested in you can follow me on TikTok as well. Uh but primarily the one place you're really going to want to follow me is on Twitch at ChubbRockGeek or twitch.tv slash Geek where Josh and I uh, try to play some Jackbox uh, every uh, Saturday. And by that, I mean when things are going well, (laughs) because this month has been real rough on schedules and whatnot, especially with last month and Christmas and whatnot. So we're shooting for tomorrow. If you're listening to this, the day comes out tomorrow. Josh and I are shooting to do a Jackbox stream. it's a lot of fun. We play, we play a lot of games that you can play at home. The way Jackbox works, if you don't know, as I've had a few people go, hey, you don't kind of explain it on the, on the podcast. You don't have to buy anything, but you can play with us. You use your phone or a tablet or a laptop. You go to the website, jackbox.tv. You put your name in and the room code that you can see on screen from my stream on Twitch. Um, and then you're able to play along. It's, it's very easy, very simple. You just need one of those devices, and it'll work for you. Um, and you can be anywhere in the world. Like, I'm in California, Josh is in Virginia, and he plays along with me every Saturday.
2: And we've played with friends in Japan. Yep. Um, you know, Tron, Tron Bon's come on and played with us, you know. And There's friends, a friend in Canada we played with. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we've had some people show up in Europe. play I, uh, oh, yeah, the one time that, Denmark. And anytime that Cody joins us, Jesus fucking Christ, we always wake up with sore sides from laughter.
1: Absolutely. Uh, If you're curious Uh who Cody is, he's actually the guy who does our intro. Um, Yep. He kind of helped us get this podcast off the ground, too.
2: We should ask him about maybe doing a specific intro for the uninhibited episodes.
1: Oh, yeah. We talked about that. Uh, all right, so that works out. But um, but yeah, guys, join us for Jackbox. It's a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. Uh, usually have a um Discord group open within the uh, all queued up Discord channel. Um, mm-hmm. we're just in general chat, so you're welcome to just hop in. Do understand and know that if you start being a shithead, we will ban you immediately. Um, oh yeah, no shitheadery. There- Usually our friend, uh, Valer, who's a moderator on both Twitch and Discord, he's like, I handle it. I got this. I'm like, okay, thanks, bud. Um, but, yeah, there's that. Um, again, guys, next week, Uninhibited, the week following that, Marriage Story, Another Life. Join us for both of those. We love you. You look gorgeous today with that hairstyle. Just keep it going. Um, and we'll see you next week
2: jesus christ (laughs) uh nick thanks for coming on it was a blast thanks for having us. yeah we enjoyed having you it was really cool to have you in on the dracula discussion
1: legit your insight on like classic like the 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 uh easter eggs and stuff or the the homages like i yeah i didn't pick up on any of that shit so
0: go back and watch it and watch the children of the night line in the third episode um like when uh fucking Harker cuts himself at the table, there's a lot of stuff in there that's nods to a lot of the old stuff. And then again, like I said, the ending when she jump uh when she runs across the table and grabs the fucking curtain and comes down, that's the exact end of the uh, first Hammer Dracula, which is a classic, and I'd love that movie.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have oh, to.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm gonna have to go look at that because I. I had no clue, absolutely no clue.
0: I was just like, yeah, the hammer the stuff. show. The hammer stuff is kind of dry, um, but it, I, I enjoy it. All right. it, it is, yeah. and it is longer than the uh, Universal stuff, but it's still good.
1: Oh wow! Sorry, I'll have to <laughs> <laughs> belch into the fucking
2: night. a pig over there.
1: <laughs> 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 it was more through my nose because my mouth was closed. I was not expecting that loud of a burp, so here we are. Uh, Jesus, sound like I fucked a pig. How huh, there, Josh? Is that what, that's
2: know
1: that what they do in the south over there.
2: I've seen a guy do it to a goat. That's a story for another time.
1: <laughs> that's a story for never. We don't <clears throat> have to talk about that on the
2: podcast. It's Not necessary. All
0: right, guys. I'm going to go I ahead watch and watch the
2: whole thing. I just walked <laughs> around the corner onto it. All right,
1: right, let's wrap this up. God damn it. Guys, again, thank you so much. Marriage Story, After Another Life. Join us next week for Uninhibited. We love having you here, and we'll see you next
2: time. Take care, everybody. Take care.